Did you watch President Biden's speech on his COVID-19 action plan? No doubt you've heard the highlights, or perhaps we should say the low points. If you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself, your family, and your country to watch it. You can find the video online as well as a transcript of the speech and his entire plan at whitehouse.gov. Once you watch it, if you're not mad, then you might want to check your pulse for signs of life. The president is operating outside of his limitations, appending the very foundations of the republic. We'll tell you how to constitutionally fight back in this episode of Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to save American liberty and independence. A republic is a system of government that relies on the rule of law to protect the minority from the majority. It protects the God-given rights of the individual from the whims of tyrannical government. Those that are elected to lead this country have sworn an oath to uphold this, specifically to the president. The Constitution reads in Article 2, Section 1, Clause 8, Before he enter on the execution of his office, he shall take the following oath or affirmation. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. This is his first responsibility. However, Biden said in his speech, my first responsibility as president is to protect the American people and make sure we have enough vaccine for every American, including enough boosters for every American who's approved to get one. Wrong, sir. Your oath declares you to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States for all citizens, not just those who want to partake in an experimental jab. The Declaration of Independence spells out exactly the reason the Founding Fathers instituted government here in America. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. The securing of your rights is the main function of government, and any pandemic, either real or contrived, does not take priority over your rights. For President Biden to write an executive order and expect the American people to obey it is reckless, irresponsible, and unconstitutional. The very first line of the Constitution after the preamble tells you what body of our federal government has the power to create legislation. It reads, All legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and House of Representatives. Any order, rule, regulation, decree, edict, or law created outside of this legislative body is unconstitutional. In fact, Alexander Hamilton wrote in Federalist Paper Number 33 that acts which are not pursuant to its constitutional powers will be merely acts of usurpation and will deserve to be treated as such. As we have written and stated many times over, when any local, state, federal, or international bodies or officials try to exercise powers not delegated to them, it is a usurpation that should be opposed by all who support the Constitution, especially those bound by oath or affirmation to do so. Now, we'll have more on how we do this later. In the meantime, we need to point out the strategy of Biden's speech. Notice how he is turning American against American, the vaccinated against the unvaccinated, suggesting that this isn't about freedom, but it's about protecting the health of our loved ones. This is a classic communist tactic of dividing and conquering the people. 
Our documentary from 1964 called Anarchy USA exposed this tactic as groups of hard leftists and their useful idiots, as Soviet Russian head Vladimir Lenin used to describe them, were rioting in the streets of major cities. The point of the tactic is to first create differing factions of people and then to get them to fight with each other, causing a problem big enough to get the federal government to step in. Its actions usually create even more unconstitutional legislation and bureaucracy that do nothing but usurp freedom from the American people as a whole. When this is unchallenged, precedence allows the government to operate outside of its limitations and it moves on to even greater rules using powers never delegated to it. That usurping of power is to the detriment of those that hold that rightful power, such as in we the people. We the people hold the majority of the governing power. We in turn have delegated some of it to our local and state governments. Our state governments as in turn delegated certain powers to the federal. These powers are not unlimited because if they were, there would be no need for a balance of powers, no need for representation, and no need for the people to vote. This delicate, bal or delicate balance of powers must be protected or we will end up in tyranny. As you can see, this issue is most certainly about freedom. This, the issue should not be solely for those in large companies that are told to either endure getting the shot or weekly tests. Don't think you've dodged a bullet just because it doesn't affect you. Let's not wait to act until the administration or your governor or your employer or your school district forces you to get involved or capitulate. This is most certainly about you, your family, and the ability to live free from here on out. Irreparable damage is being done to this country and its balance of powers. We cannot afford to wait through three more years of this tyranny because ultimately it will arrive on your doorstep. So what can we do? Should we rally? Should we march? Should we call a convention? Should we bear arms? No. None of these are solutions, but merely tangents that hack away at the branches of a problem, but not at the root. In fact, we have seen the practice of each of these over the last six decades of the organization's existence be detrimental to the cause of freedom and ends up taking good people out of the fight. What's needed now is not more infighting, but to follow the advice of our founding fathers. Remember, they wrote that acts of usurpation deserve to be treated as such. For example, if the federal government is telling states or the people to do something and is operating outside of its jurisdiction, Hamilton suggested in Federalist Paper Number 16, if the state legislatures be necessary to give effect to a measure of the union, they have only not to act or to act evasively and the measure is defeated. This also works on a local level. Your local, county, or state government need to ignore the orders or pass resolutions and legislation that protect their constituents against the overreach. Those officials who go along with this usurpation violate their oath of office. James Madison, the father of the Constitution, wrote in Federalist Paper Number 46, the means of opposition to it are powerful and at hand. The disquietude of the people, their repugnance, and perhaps refusal to cooperate with the officers of the union, the frowns of the executive magistrates of the state, which are the governors, the embarrassments created by legislative devices, which would often be added on such occasions, would present obstructions which the federal government would hardly be willing to encounter. 
the state governments, with the people on their side, would be able to repel the danger. Thomas Jefferson further explained the legislative devices as pointed to by Madison. He wrote in the Kentucky Resolutions of 1798, Whensoever the general government assumes undelegated powers, its acts are unauthoritative, void, and of no force. Where powers are assumed which have not been delegated, a nullification of the act is the rightful remedy. That every state has a natural right in cases not within the compact, the Constitution. To nullify of their own authority all assumptions of power by others within their limits, that without this right they would be under dominion, absolute and unlimited, of whosoever might exercise this right of judgment for them. James Madison concurred and wrote, The states who are parties thereto have the right and are in duty bound to interpose. To interpose, to nullify, that is the rightful remedy. What that specifically means for all of us is that we must act on a number of levels. The first, contact your federal representatives and direct them to fight this within Congress, within committee, within agency, any way that they can. Their staffs are directly affected by these unconstitutional orders. Second, contact your state legislators and direct them to nullify the order by either passing resolutions stating so or simply ignoring the directives as recommended by Madison. Third, contact your local and county elected officials and direct them to pass resolutions to send to the state legislatures in support of ignoring or acting against the federal orders. Fourth, contact your county sheriff and direct him or her to not help enforce any federal orders of this kind. Also, direct them to not cooperate with any federal agency in conjunction with the orders and to proactively protect businesses in his county by not allowing OSHA, the IRS, or any federal inspectors or officials to trespass with the intent of enforcing these orders. Fifth, nullification also works on the individual level. If you're facing an adversarial situation with your employer, then follow the legal advice of counsel. Liberty Council and America's frontline doctors have resources you can use. Our news magazine, The New American, has cataloged some of these resources in online articles written by a former attorney who now works on our field staff. An upcoming issue of the magazine will feature several helpful articles. Check thenewamerican.com regularly. Some of these resources touch upon using the federal law against these orders. Sample letters and guidelines are available to help you claim an exemption. In the online article from Robert Owens at thenewamerican.com, he wrote, First, don't quit or abandon your post. Second, put your refusal to get the jab in writing and submit it to your employer. Include the reason for your refusal. Be precise. Third, keep a copy of your documentation, including the method and date of your submittal. Fourth, understand the deadlines and associated in the process from submitting your refusal to responding to a denial. In every instance, seeking local legal counsel for specific advice on the application of the law to your facts is recommended, especially if the consequences of these matters impact your ability to provide for your family. Robert continues, Federal law applies in all 50 states and every American territory and possession. Title VII of the Civil Rights Act and Title I of the Americans with Disabilities Act requires employers to make reasonable accommodations for one, sincerely held religious beliefs and two, medical exemptions. This legal process applies without regard to whether the COVID vaccination is subject to an emergency use authorization or full approval by the Food and Drug Administration. My fellow Americans, this is where the rubber meets the road. 
Our delicate balance of powers is easily disrupted when there is not enough involvement from we the people. We're seeing history in the making and the founders are wondering what you're going to do about it. Will you live on your knees, subservient to the federal government as master? Or will you join with the many other concerned patriots across the country to preserve your liberties and freedom? Don't wait until they come for you, as there may be no one to help you at that point. The call to action has been made and the time to act is now. The John Birch Society has warned America of this coming tyranny since 1958. We have the agenda that blocks and lifts tyranny. Nullification has worked well in the last 18 months in many locations and it can do so again. Working against tyranny is much more than thumbing your nose at the Biden, Biden administration. It's standing shoulder to shoulder with your family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, community leaders, all those concerned about the overreach of power. It's about working with them on an agenda of spreading truth and taking actions to block usurpations and protect our freedom. You'll find all of this and much more at the John Birch Society, so please join today. Links are in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society, and until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.